In the last few years, powerful images of police interacting violently with African-Americans, usually men or teenagers or even children, have been on the news all over the world. In these images, black men are getting shot or choked or hauled away in handcuffs. There are others too, memorial photographs from happier times of young boys with plump cheeks or wearing graduation caps. Photographs of Eric Garner, John Crawford, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Walter Scott, Freddie Gray, Laquan McDonald, the list goes on. These images are everywhere, on TV and social media, magazines and newspapers. Young people can't help but see them. How does it affect a young person to see so many people who look just like him being attacked or killed when they come in contact with the police? This is Unprisoned. I'm Eve Abrams. I was just introduced at Dancing Grounds uh, came to the council last year to promote Last March, New Orleans City Council member Latoya Cantrell welcomed a group of dancers to city council chambers. And I know we have a treat this morning. So I want to just personally thank you for being here and for all the work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you, Councilmember Cantrell and Councilmember Ramsey for bringing us in today. My name is Laura Stein. I'm the executive director of Dancing Grounds. And the treat for today is that we brought um, five boys from our middle school dance group at Arise Academy. So I'm going to ask everyone to clap and smile and give them a lot of energy because this is not a conventional performance space. All right, so can we all give them a lot of love? Yes, we can. All right. Five seventh graders, all wearing black hoodies and black sneakers, line up across the room. The music begins and the boys pull their hoods over their heads and crouch close to the ground. Then one by one, the boys spring up and dance freestyle, showing off their moves and footwork. Suddenly the music screeches like a siren. The dancers all put their hands in the air. Two boys squat on the ground, hands interlaced behind their heads. Then the music changes again and a voice calls out, where y'all at? The hoods come off and the boys dance like they did in the beginning, free and confident. They end with their fists in the air. All right. We turned around, had our hands up and dropped to our knees. We was talking like, uh, hands up, don't shoot, uh, we surrender. This is DeWante White. He was in the seventh grade when he performed the dance he helped choreograph called Hoods Up in front of city council. DeWante's in the eighth grade now. We was like all reflected on like how the officers were killing black males in Ferguson. So we was like, we all black males up in here. So we just gonna uh, do this piece. And, and you were talking about Ferguson, but did Ferguson make you think about New Orleans? Yes, because we do have lots of black talented males, and it made me think, like, it made me reflect on the group, because it's like, what if we was to do something bad, and would we be in that predicament? So you named it, like, you, you are a black male. Like, do you feel like the police judge you a certain way or look at you a certain way? Well, it's not all policemen, but some. But I, I think if I was to do something, it, they would look at me like, in a different way. Things change a little bit when you wear a suit every day, but you can't wear a suit every day. This is Jason Williams, president of the New Orleans City Council. It was my mother's biggest fear when I was growing up. Not that I would do anything wrong, not that any of my peers would harm me, but what could happen with one bad police officer at any given moment. 
I mean, if you don't express what's going on inside of you, it, it's going to bubble up. And it can bubble up with bad behavior or acting out, or it can bubble up with breaking a sweat in a dancing routine where you're actually saying what needs to be heard, what you want to hear. And not to belabor history, but there's always been a draconian sense of controlling the bodies of young black men, right? Whether it was through arrest, whether it's through profiling, whether it's through discrimination, it always exists. And so the only way for a young person to deal with it, I mean, these guys can't even vote yet, is to dance it out. And that's what they did. It was a performance that moved Councilmember Williams. Uh, young men, uh, you, you look brilliant. Your art was brilliant. You all are a shining example of what it means to be able to express yourself, express the frustrations that we all deal with. I've suffered some of the same things you all will suffer just walking down the street, looking the way you look. And the fact that these adults... It's not that Councilmember Williams doesn't appreciate what the NOPD is up against. We live in a violent town. And, you know, a lot of the violence that happens in our city is black on black. However... The way the police patrol in high crime areas... It's got to be smart policing. Not just rousing a group of young men because they are outside and there's no probable cause for that. Because the more you do that the more they feel ostracized, the less willing they will be to be witnesses in cases because they're not going to be trusting of that system. And let me be frank, it's not, it's not all police officers in New Orleans. There's a few, but it only takes, it only has to happen to you once and then you're going to internalize and mentally fixate on that uniform as not being a good thing for you. Dewante White, along with a dozen other boys, leaves his Ninth Ward Charter School three times a week to walk a block and a half to dancing grounds. Their classroom there looks exactly how you'd picture a dance studio. A parallel bar, wood floors, a wall of mirrors. The boys almost always start class in a circle, where they talk about what's going on in their lives. Their teacher, Randall Rosenberg, wants his students to have a voice, to make decisions for themselves together. For example, making the hoods up dance and deciding what to wear for it. We was wearing black with hoodies because Trevor Martin, when he was wearing his hoodie and he was killed, so we, we looked upon that and we said we're going to wear hoodies like Trayvon Martin. Who came up with that idea? The group. It's just all of us. Yeah, all of us came up with it. We all agreed on it. I was a little nervous, but um, I had to stick through it, though. But I felt like it was a good thing so they could notice what we do and to know who we are. Because we very talented. Myself, I'm talented. They're talented, too. And um, we just need to stay talented. Shravel Brown was another choreographer and dancer in Hoods Up. He says the police criticize people who look like him. He feels judged based on things other black people may have done. How would you want the police to look at you, and what would you want them to think? I want them to think I'm not no threat. Why would they think you're threatening? You're, what, what did you say, you're 14? Yes, I'm 14, but how do we... Because they say a lot of black... Male. A lot of black males, um, uh, thugs, or gangsters, and all that. But um, I don't want them to think of that about me. After their performance, Councilmember Cantrell gave them high praise. Thank you for this exceptional legacy that you leave for future generations of our city. You continue to do what you do. Stand tall, know who you are, and believe in yourself at all times. To be confirmed and to be you know, lifted up by adults 
they don't get that much. So they felt important, they felt powerful. The boys' dance teacher, Randall Rosenberg, says these five dancers have become leaders in his class. This one experience boosted them in an enduring way. It also reminded leaders like Jason Williams of the work that needs to be done. Whatever your opinions are, whatever your, your views are, they are based upon what your reality has been. So the only way to change that is not to tell young people don't think of the police that way. It's for us to change the way that the police department engages with young people. Imprisoned is brought to you by WWNO and Finding America, a national initiative produced by AIR with financial support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Unprisoned's theme music is by Greg Schatz. Our editors are Vicki Merrick and Katie Rechtal. Learn more about Unprisoned at www.no.org and facebook.com unprisoned. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and never miss an episode. This is Unprisoned. I'm Eve Abrams.